0: Welcome to Healing Generations, a podcast creating a dialogue uplifting the importance of healing, strengthening, and supporting our communities, and that addresses the disparities and inequities in communities of color. Healing Generations is brought to you by the Healing Generations Institute, a collaborative initiative of the National Compadres Network and the Brotherhood of Elders. Be sure to subscribe to
1: stay up to date on our new releases. Buenas, this is Cisco Gallardo with the Healing Generations podcast Yalder edition. I want to thank all our listeners, subscribers uh, for listening and for really sharing our values of healing and wellness because it's so important in our community. I want to invite everyone to take a moment to breathe before we get going I want you to think about all life, you know, all our creation. You know, We honor the four directions, the East, the men, all the men in our life. We want to think about them, our our grandfathers, our fathers, our sons, our uncles, our nephews, our homies. Then I want you to turn to the West. The spectrum in between the men and the women, there's relatives there. They don't fit necessarily with the men or the women, they're in between, we wanna recognize them and honor them for who they are. As we honor the West, the women, we want them, we wanna honor all our grandmothers, our mothers, our daughters, our aunties, our nieces. We wanna honor them and respect them. And then I want you to make a turn all the way around to the North, to to our ancestors, our elders, Those that prayed for us before we were even born, they were thinking about us. We wanna wanna take the time to to think about them and pray for them, that things are gonna be all right. It's getting cold in certain parts of the country and uh, we don't want them to suffer. We wanna think about them. And then we wanna turn again all the way to the South, to our young people, to the future generations. To the babies that haven't even arrived, we want to think about them. Our relatives say seven generations. We want to think about that. We want to think about all the blessings that are yet to come and how we can make a better world for them. We want to, we want to think about the sun. Donateu guides us, helps us, gives us life and light, reminds us. It's a, it's a messenger of hope, the sun. No matter no matter what happened in your life, there's always a new day. Take the time to thank the Creator for that, and then touch Mother Earth. don't unseen. Think about all the struggles, the climate change all around the world. Our relatives, our island relatives, who are who their islands are getting are getting inundated with water. We want to think about them. We want to think about creation, just life. Listening to the birds. Listening to all the life that's outside. Even if you live in the city, you can hear it. We want to think about that too. I want you to take a breath in. Think about life in a good way. This episode of of the Healing Generations Yalder edition, we have a special guest. I haven't known him that long, but what I've seen of his work and, and the times I've been around him, I've seen a lot of goodness, a lot of healing, a lot of beauty. And his name is Luis Ruan. I want to give him a chance to, to tell us a little bit about himself. Can you share a little bit about yourself, your family, your background, your journey up to this point in life? Well, thank you for inviting Cisco. to school. It's good to be here.
0: Uh, my name is Luis Ruan. Uh, originally, I grew up in, in San Diego. In the place called National City, California, and I've been here. But most of my life, I've lived in LA, worked in LA, worked with Jerry, worked with uh, Homeboy Industries, worked in, the, in probation. I worked for the probation department for ten years. Worked in the prison system as well. Um, my family is from uh, Michoacan, uh, the Purepachas. On uh, my my grandfather's side, they still speak the language there. I remember going there as a kid and walking down the street and they would like, speak, I go, what the heck is that, man? You know, until I didn't know what it was. It just people spoke differently. Uh, but we would go there and every summer. And uh, yeah, I worked in, in L.A. most of my, my, my life and, um, and my family. I have two sons, Nico, Gabriel,
1: uh, they're young men. And uh, yeah, you know, that's just part of who I am. What are the lessons that you learned from your culture, your family, or life experiences along the way, and how has it helped you in your own healing and development? Uh, like some of the lessons, you
0: know, that I learned. There's been a lot of lessons, good, good lessons. Um, one thing that we used to do every summer, we would go to uh, to Guadalajara and in, in, in Michoacan, where, where a lot of kids were going to Yosemite and Sequoia and all these nice trips. We always went to Mexico. We took the bus to Tijuana all the way. and, you know, I learned that, you know, my culture is beautiful, man. I learned that uh, the people there are very hospitable, um, and there, there's a lot of uh, beauty in the culture and how, how, you know, we treat each other. And, you know, I didn't really understand my native part growing up, but I, it was all around me it was all around me and especially in Michoacan because they still speak the language there and some of the lessons i learned is just uh, you know from uh, from growing i grew up in national city and i always felt like i never fit into to what was going on you know high school kids you know a lot of my friends were getting drunk they were doing all these things or into drugs and I, I always felt that I didn't fit in. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I, when I was uh, in my 20s, I ended up on the Navajo reservation doing some lectures there. And the first time I heard this woman pray uh, out in public, it was at a powwow, she said the opening prayer. I felt like, I felt I was at home for the first time. I felt like, man, this is where I belong. Because I tried everything else. You know, I tried the, uh, you know, uh, uh, religion from India, from Christianity, everything. I tried everything, but I didn't fit in, and I, and I tried really hard to be a Christian, you know, which I have nothing against, but in my spirit rejected it. And even though I wanted, I, I wanted to fit in, but once I got there to Navajo land, when I was in my uh, twenty late twenties, I go, I'm home. This is home. This is this is familiar
1: to me. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. I mean, including how it started in Apple Island and how did it get you to this point? And, and, and where did, what are you doing with those life lessons? And how did you build on that first connection that you had? Yeah.
0: So I, I, with me, what's, what's been really interesting is whenever I've seen something or I wanted to do something, it would happen. I, I was taking young men um, to, uh, to Colorado, close to where, where you grew up, to go to the youth reservation. And we were on our way back, and we stopped, I think, in Cayenta in, in uh, Arizona. And I looked beyond the horizon, and it, it was Navajo land. And I said to myself, one of these days I'm going to work here. A year later, I was working there. I remember I was in Canada, I was visiting some friends there. I looked over the mountain. I go, you know, I want to work here. 1995, I worked in uh, British Columbia with First Nation folks, the Secwepemc, Kamloops, Okanagan people, and then eventually Alberta. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been a journey, and sometimes you know, it's it's out there. The, the journey is out there, and it's it. it uh, you just follow it, and I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about. You know, I, I worked with young men that were involved in gangs. I traveled all over the place, lecturing on that, helping people develop programs. Um, now I'm doing restorative justice practices. But I think I've always been doing it. And I, I've seen a lot of Native people, you know, having talking circles and healing circles and, and doing it, and also the ceremonies. But what, what, what I learned most is, like, when I, when I went up to Navajo land, you know, they these medicine men, they came up to me and they, they said, it's good. we're glad you're here. But what are you doing to help yourself? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to heal? I go, heal? What do you mean heal? He goes, yeah, because you're like a wrecked car. <laughs> you know, you, 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 need some, you, you, you need some work. And I, and I never thought about that. I never thought about I just thought that you you, you work hard, you do your best. But there's also another part where you got to take care of yourself. And you got to heal. And you and I talked about that earlier, that the healing is ongoing, man. You know, we, we always pick layers, layers. And, you know, I, I do a lot of coaching with people. And, you know, and I, I tell people sometimes, you don't get that you don't get it yet. And they go, what? I go, yeah. I go, you know, it's okay. I've been through the same thing. There was parts when I was younger... That I didn't understand, I wasn't ready to understand certain things about myself. But when you do, a different level of healing you know, starts when you do that. So a lot of people ask, what does healing mean to you? Uh, healing, it's I think there's there's different parts to healing. One of one of it is you know, being honest, really being honest with yourself, being raw, naked, honest about how we impact the world, what we do. And another part is believing and accepting that things are going to be different, that you're worthy of healing. You got to have that. Like, you know, I have clients that ask me, hey, can you help me? Can you work with me? And uh, I said, okay, I got one question to ask you. Do you believe that you're worthy of healing? Um, I got to think about that, sir. I'm not sure. Okay, call me in three weeks when you're ready. But that, that that's the first part. And, and the other part is like uh, the wings of an eagle. One wing represents doing the work, action, movement, because we got to do the work, right? And the other wing represents faith, belief, acceptance, that you're worthy of that. So they work together. You can't just do the work. And get off the ground, like the the eagle. You need both of them. But once you use both of them, they they synchronize, and you can see things better once you do that. And I I worked with a lot of, this teaching here, the young people taught me this. They gave me this teaching because I would see young people that did the work. They did everything I did. I had one guy, I moved him to Navajo land to go to school. there. He got straight A's. Everybody loved him. But he believed that he was an ugly, awful, not worthy of, of healing person so it caught up with him he started he had a relapse so I think you, you, you need both of them and there's I don't th- sometimes healing does not people think to think oh I want to heal and things are going to get better no sometimes you just got to manage it it's a it's a lifetime experience I just interviewed a f- my friend Amber De- Dion and she asked her dad the same question because he was in the residential schools he said, when, when, when is healing going to be completed for you? And he said, when, when, when I'm buried. Mm. That's when it's going to be complete. So it's an ongoing process. But the more we heal, the more we're able to love, the, the more clarity we have, the more balance that we are, what we're in. Because it's important because if not, if we don't heal um, that stuff, that unresolved pain, get spilled spills out in your work in your relationships it spills out it comes out and we see people like that all the time right we see people like that, that like man brother you need some healing man you need a counselor you need somebody to to talk to but you know but once we resolve that or even just manage it and acknowledge it that's a good step so healing is a it's a, it's pretty powerful man it's i could go on hours talking about that but I learned from working with people that I learned watching
1: myself, observing myself, go through it as well. Yeah, healing's a journey. There, there's no shortcuts in healing. And and you're so right. I'm glad you said that. Because about, uh, about healing, you have to manage some of your trauma. You're not totally going to forget it. You're not totally going to get over it. It hurts. And uh, maybe at times you're going to you're going to not think about it, but there'll be times where it comes up, you know, Um, especially in the work. You know, I've seen a lot of my friends die. I've seen a lot of uh, young young men and women die through barrio violence, through drug addiction, through domestic violence, things like that. And sometimes, like, I become numb to it, but other times, it it really hits me in a place that I didn't even think about. I think about my own mortality, think about my own my homies, my experiences, and it really shakes me to the core. Even though I've been away from that forever, and I realize I'm doing exactly what you said. I'm managing it. I might not. There are days where it doesn't impact me as much, but there's days where it does. And I think a lot of young people, a lot of people in this, with well, this podcast centers around the elders. You know, we're not quite elders yet. We're still working. We're still not. We're still doing the work. We're still here. And and not that elders don't do the work, but they do different kind of work. Right. I feel like the elders that I'm talking about are not just older, but they have a wisdom and a way about them. You know, a lot of times people put them on a pedestal. But a lot of my elders always taught me follow the way, not the man not the woman, follow the way, follow the teachings, you're gonna be all right. And with that, right, and with, with that question, I want to ask you, you know, what counsel or advice would you give others in their own health and healing? I mean, you talked about first taking accountability, about believing in your in your trauma, but that, believing in that you can heal. And there's a lot of people out there that they don't even know where to start when it comes to that. You know, you get that far and now what? You know what I mean, like they think, "Oh, can I go to one ceremony i'm gonna be healed, I'm gonna go to a sweat, and that's it, yeah, you know what I mean, but what advice would you give and for those that are practitioners, those that are doing the healing work, you know how how do they manage their own trauma from your perspective yeah, yeah,
0: you know and, and I got this uh, I was on the on the I went on the hill, I fasted, and, and this came to me. And uh, first, you know, I talked to my my elder, and he says it's okay for you to share it. Maybe you're supposed to share it with people, and and it's it's real simple. Something very simple. It's about harmony and balance. You know, um, you know, when 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 we're centered, we're right in the center. We we have clarity. We are able to love. We're able to accept. We're able to see things better, Um, and we we could we could respond to our triggers we're not as reactive right but when you're off balance what takes us off balance is you know jealousy anger pain sometimes you chase it or it chases you mm. and you're out balance. but being out balance is balance because we need to be out balance sometimes to learn and so so the thing is like for people like us that we do this work it's an ongoing thing where, where we where we go in and out of being centered, and you know there's 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 things I call them. You know, well, I have a way of uh, connecting with certain things that help me stay balanced. Like I love the beach, man. Here in San Diego, we got some really cool mm-hmm. beaches. I go to the beach and I pray, I cry, I engage with Creator. I go to the mountains. You know, I'm always I'm always hiking. Uh, you know, I, I was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, During the pandemic, this guy, his name is Chino from Homeboy Industries. He Mm -hmm. calls me. I don't know if I get cut, but yeah, uh, you laugh. So maybe Um, (laughs) it's all good. Yeah. So 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 he calls me. He goes, "Hey, Louis," because you know everybody they call me Louis to Louis. Goes, "Hey, Louis, how you doing, man?" I go, "Uh, uh, "I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing, Chino?" He goes, "Hey, Louis, I'm fucking lonely." (laughs) I go, "What?" I go what's going on? I'm I'm here in rehab. I miss my family. It's a freaking pandemic and I I go let's talk about that, Chino. What's making you feel lonely, man? What's... And we had a really good conversation. And Then I sat down on my couch. I said, "You know what? I'm fucking lonely." <laughs> you know, uh, if I'm if I'm honest yeah. cuz you know the pandemic, you know. And, and, and what is it? What is it that makes me feel that way? When don't I feel that way? I don't feel that way when I'm praying. Mm. I don't feel that way when I'm in the ocean. I don't feel that way when I'm around people I care about and I love. I don't feel that way because I'm a musician when I'm doing my music. So it's about connecting, you know, having that connection, that constant connection. As human beings, we need that. We yearn for it. Spirit yearns for that. I was talking to my friend Amber Dion, and she was saying that an elder told her that when we're traumatized, it's not that we're disconnected from, our spirit. Our spirit doesn't go somewhere. Our spirit is still there. We just don't see mm-hmm. it. We're just not able to connect with it. You know, that makes a lot of sense because it's there. It doesn't leave us, you know. So I think that's a really important for people doing this work, healing, you know, get a network, find a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I do I do writing workshops during the pandemic. I did circles. I got to invite you, go to the mm-hmm. circles. Uh, so... Don't wait for somebody to do it for you. Go out there and create it yourself. Do it yourself. And and, uh, I think another part of healing is that when people get depressed, you're depressed because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing Mm. in life. Your spirit's screaming at you. Say, hey, man, get get off your ass and do what you're supposed to do in life. Your sacred journey, Mm. right? And, uh, you know, I, I had a dream one time. And I was between dreaming, waking up. Something said... Be, be fearless with your purpose. Mm. I go, wow. Yeah, be fearless with your purpose, you know. So whatever it is that we need to do in life, and we know it. If we pray enough and meditate, like, you know what you got to do. Do it, man. Be fearless. Be a warrior with that, you know. And, you know, like, I did a podcast. I have a podcast as well. I was afraid to do it because of the rejection. and You know, I stutter sometimes. Mm. And, you uh, so, but I did it anyway, you know. I started a program called Beyond Limits, where I took uh, youth that were incarcerated and gang involved to hike the highest mountain in the continental U.S., Mount Whitney, it was like eighty-two mm. miles. And I did it as a metaphor to te- not to teach them where they experience what is possible in their mm. life, where it's rooted. And everybody told me, you know, you're crazy. They're going to kill you. <laughs> They're going to push you off the mountain. And it, it would happen like, almost every single time that I w- we're about to climb the summit, because you, you, you go, you know, you go like at 14,000 feet, and you could either go on the other side of the mountain or go to the summit. And almost every time I was there, a kid would say, hey, man, I can't do it. My head hurts. I feel dizzy because you're at high elevation. So I, I already knew. I already knew what to do. Uh, you know, I, I would say, you know what? I don't want to. I want to hear you crying. You know, just go down the hill, man. And I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. And then uh, I go, but before you go down there, I want to ask you a question. You go, what? What's going to happen when life gets hard? What's going to happen if something happens to your family? Are you gonna walk out? Are you gonna quit? Then they look at me. I'm gonna do it, Louie. <laughs> <laughs> and I would take note. I would take them to the mountain. i go, okay, I'm going to walk with you. And then we get to the summit. i go, you did it, man. Take a deep breath. Look at it. You know, you did this. You can tell your grandchildren. You're going to remember this for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful.
0: So just have that reference point instilled in them. But, you know, what happened to me was it, it impacted me too because when I was writing my book, I wanted to quit. Their faces haunted mm. me. Of those kids <laughs> that I was trying to help. But now they're, you know, they they're. I kept on seeing that, like the things that I would say, you can't quit. So, so if there's a, there's a lot there with that, you know. And I, I would, you know, say be fearless with your purpose, and keep yourself balanced. Find that balance in your life. That way you could, you could take when a young person is angry at you, and recognize it's not you; it's their pain. Mm, absolutely. Or when people say things about you.
1: You can't do it. You know, you say, thank Mm -hmm. you. And then you do it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, I appreciate those lessons. You know, I've always enjoyed when I work with kids and I see their um, their that aha moment in their head when the light turns on and says, yeah, I get this. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, Even to this day. I mean, that's the one thing about getting older for me that I enjoy is I get a lot of emails from kids, or their kid, they're kids to me, but they're adults now, got families, they're doing good, and they write me about the impact of, and and I, they give me the credit, but I, I always tell them it's not me, it's you. I just provided the opportunity, but you took it. You listened. You you did those things. All I did was guide you. And in, in fact, you taught me a lot too, just by being around you. And I appreciate I appreciate that that you did that for those kids and and your book. You know, it's it's beautiful thing. All the things that you're into. You know. So again, I want to thank you again for you know having this, you know, creating this opportunity where you could be on with us and talk about healing. And um, does there, if people want to find you, what you're up to? How can they find you? Yeah, well, I have a website, uh, Luisruan.com,
0: L-U-I-S-R-U-A-N.com. Pretty simple. So I have my podcast
1: there and uh, access to my book and what I'm doing. So if you want to check out Luis, you just gotta to go to his website, LuisRuan.com, all things Luis. So again, I want to thank <laughs> I want to thank all our listeners. You know, again, please subscribe, follow. You know, we're on Amazon. On uh, iHeart Radio, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, all of them. Please listen to them. And also, this week that you're listening to this podcast, we have a special. Uh, we're calling it La Cultura Cura, uh, virtual healing and wellness week. I want you to you know check out all the lives. Check it out. You know, Maestro Jerry's gonna really give some some knowledge. He's gonna drop a lot of knowledge, and you know, he always he always says. Follow your sacred purpose. Find that sacred purpose. And a lot of people say, well, how do I do that? You got to engage in your life and it will come to you. You got to engage in that healing and it will come. I guarantee it. You have to trust the process. Again, follow the way it's going to come to you. And again, I want to appreciate all our elders, all our our medicine people that are still out there doing the work for us, you know, men, women, all those in between that are doing the work. I really appreciate them. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure sometimes they feel lonely. They feel forgotten. I want, you know, acknowledge them. You know, I want to encourage everyone. If you know uh, medicine people, check up on them. Don't just call them when you need something. You know, if you really if you really care about them as a, as a person, just call them and say, hey, how are you doing? Take them to lunch. And don't call upon them only when you need something because they're people too. And they really need help. You know what I mean? I just want to leave you with that message. You know, healing is always possible. You, it, it's scary, I know, but you got to you gotta kind of reach out for it. Again, um, this is the Healing Generations, Galder edition. And again, my name is Cisco. I just want to say a ho to each and every one of you. Until next time. Palabra.
0: For more information about Healing Generations and the Healing Generations Institute, visit nationalcompadresnetwork.org. And be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our new releases.